Welcome to the Paranormal Tourists in Lurgy Lockdown yet again. This is our third coronavirus edition and it is the 30th of March 2020. So we need to get these out there fast, pretty fast in fact, because any moment now the government could come out and say we can't open our doors and windows, let alone go for a walk. And to all our future listeners, yes... We know the world's population is now only a thousand survivors who eke out an existence from snail farming and drinking rainwater while sat in a damp cave somewhere. Though how you still managed to have Spotify at that time, I have no idea. To all the survivors, bonjour. And this week was the time when everyone finally realised how bad this virus was. Despite the fact that almost a month ago, the UK government announced that the best case scenario was that one in 500 of us would die. And to expect 132,880 people to not survive. But no! Apparently, for the UK public to take it seriously, we have to run out of toilet paper first. So, this episode almost has to delete everything we've said in the previous two episodes about visiting places and going out for long walks. I think we even mentioned that uh, National Trust properties would be free, and then within two days they announced, no, they're not free, as we don't have any staff. Also, government guidelines said you can go out and exercise every day. Then within 24 hours, the police said exercise does not mean driving your car. So, our first two Corona specials seem to be slightly null and void for the minute. And we have the problem that most people are not leaving their actual house for a while. So, um, uh, right, well, what now? What possible tourist things can we do? Well, we can't send you off places unless you're already there. So previous episodes about walking along Brighton Beach looking for spooks is only any good if you already live there. Or having a picnic in a Neolithic long barrow only works if you're within walking distance. So this week, I will try and name as many places as I can. Hopefully we can name one near you. Normally, we pick an area and try and do a show with lots of places in a, say, 10-mile radius, yet most of us can't walk that far. Today, this is the UK special, and believe me, we are very special in the UK, and our needs are as such. So, within walking distance of my front door, there are several famous spooks, such as the Black Abbot of Presbury. Within 15 minutes' walk from Danny, there are spooks, aren't there, Danny? Can you name some for us? Ah, yes, you may have noticed I'm on my own again this week. Both Danny and Tom are currently helping six six relatives. I don't mean six. (laughs) They're helping sick relatives. For all I know, there may be six of them. But they are very busy at the moment, and we wish them the best of luck and get well very soon. They will be back on the show as soon as life returns to some form of normal, and if you know either of them, then you will know normal is not a word I would normally associate with either of them. Also on this week's show, there are some of you that will not want to venture forth into the world of Lurgy at all, and that is fair enough. I've been in self-isolation now for over three weeks and have to admit I am loving it, even if my whiskey supply is slightly dwindling. But what I lose in scotch, I make up for in inches around my waist. I will either come out of this speaking fluent French with another two books written, a gallery's worth of paintings and a ten-foot sculpture and landscaped garden under my belt, or a distinct lack of clothes that fit me. So, if you hear a tale of a ghost hunter being arrested for wandering around the streets with just a bedsheet wrapped around him shouting, when will Primark be open, then you know you might have to wait for my next two books. A quick side note here, for anyone wishing to donate to my lockdown podcast specials, the best way is to send your suggestions in the post written on a bottle of Penderin whiskey. The post officer said that is the best form of communicating with myself, and this Ghost Hunter's self-isolating tipple of choice, I'll now return you to the regular podcast. 
So for the people not wishing to leave the house, remember this is the world of the paranormal and we do not need to actually go spook spotting all the time. There are many aspects to the paranormal and we'll show you some interesting experiments coming up in the next few weeks that you can do and your fellow cellmates can all join in with over the next few weeks. I am looking forward to listening to these shows in the future when I'm either thinking, oh, how foolish we were, that tiny little virus that went away after a couple of months, or in year two of self-isolation thinking, oh, how foolish we were, that tiny little virus that put us all away for a couple of years because the UK did nothing to stop it. So, at the end of this week's podcast, you may... So, at the end of this month's worth of podcasts, you may all be making a living as online psychics as we've developed your weird and wonderful skills other than crochet and jigsaw puzzles. Now, how can we do this? Well, this week's going to be an awkward one, so how about we get a map of the UK and start working our way around? Well, if I did that, then the English would complain that I started in Scotland, or vice versa. If I start in the north of England, then the south would complain, and vice versa. If I start in Wales, then and so on and so forth. We could put a map on the wall and start throwing darts at it, and that's a definite nope for two reasons. Firstly, my wall would be covered in lots of tiny holes. And secondly, with my dark playing skills, we could be here all day until I actually hit a town. So instead, let us go to our trusty friend, the keeper of all words that are definitely true, Wikipedia. Type. List of towns in the UK. Excellent. So now we have 36 towns beginning with A, just in England. So each episode, let's start with whichever letter we finished at on the previous episode and see if we can find any spooks that are accessible on foot. I can honestly say I am massively looking forward to writing the script for episode Z or Q in this series. Coming up in the following weeks, there will be more episodes featuring Danny and Tom, but to get us through this lurgy lockdown period, I will do this alphabetical series on my own as we have a lot of towns to get through. From my personal experience of being in Wales and Scotland, you guys are going to feature heavily at the start. There are a lot of ABBAs, and I don't mean the Swedish pop band from the 70s. And more importantly, I may miss your town altogether, so please do not email me complaining, as I probably won't get round to reading it. But more importantly, it is probably because I couldn't find any outdoor spooks for you to get to. If you know of any, please, please email us. Contact us on Facebook under the Paranormal Tourists or via your local psychics and Ouija boards. Or, as I said, feel free to write it on a bottle of Penderin whiskey and send it to me. And on that note, we are off to one of the most beautiful parts of the world ever. And on one or two days of the year, it can actually stop raining and looks even better. The natural wonder that is Wales. Now, to our foreign listeners, can I point out that Britain consists of several nations and countries, not just England. Now, I know that is a shock to many of our American listeners and also to several of our English listeners. However, England is the largest country in the British Isles. Then we have Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. Then we get into the smaller nations and countries. Cornwall, which was granted nation status about five years ago. The Isle of Man, which exists in some weird form of independent, yet not independent state, along with the Channel Islands, including the, I think it's the Balawick of Guernsey and the Balawick of Jersey. Although they are not technically in the United Kingdom, the UK is responsible for its defence and international relations. So saying UK is a weird one. I mean, we could even include... Um, Gibraltar, because from a voter's point of view, it's part, I think it's part of Cornwall. I know it's all strange. So, if it is a spook you can visit without entering a house or accessing in some weird and wonderful way, then I'll quickly zoom through the sightings. And if it's one we can really get to, then we can talk a bit more about it. So, a quick one to start with. Abba Iron in Keradigion. 
this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of Welsh here. Or Chlenina House. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce this one. However, to make life complicated uh, for anybody that doesn't know Welsh, the double L in Welsh is a chl sound. Like, and lots of towns coming up with the L section in many weeks, but uh, it'll give us that kind of chl, chlan sound, or chlan. To any researchers out there, let's get a spelling on the way first. So that's L-L-A-N-I-N-A, house, H-O-U-S-E, Abba Eiron, or Eiron, A-B-E-R-A-E-R-O-N, Keredigion, Keredigion, if that helps, C-E-R-E-D-I-G-I-O-N. Right. There's going to be a lot of spelling in this episode, I think. Now I'm including this one. As the reports I have seem to state that the spooks are outside the building as well as inside. Unless they're all now self-isolating spooks, too scared to come out of their abode, where we have a floating head. This, apparently, is from a young murdered bride, and the reports are that the head is seen hovering around the building. Now, I'm not sure if this means around the building, as in circling the exterior, or they mean floating through the corridors. I also love that we have to say the head is hovering, as I would love to have said that this ghost is a ghost of a head just lying on the floor that rolls around, propelled by the power of its tongue or sneezing. Now, that would be a ghost worth seeing. But obviously, not at the moment, as a sneezing ghost is likely to cause all sorts of pandemic scares. The other spook, which not sure if it's outside the building or inside, is that of a soggy man. I have no other information about who the man is, just that there's a spirit of a figure who is seen in saturated clothing. Possibly it's been sneezed on by the propulsions of the severed head floaty lady... Or oh, there is a tale that I am yet to find out. If you have any info, please email us, contact us, Facebook, etc., etc. Abarathon, near Port Talbot. Now, Abba, in these names, mostly means near a river mouth. Oh, and Afon and Avon or Avon uh, means river. So Abarathon, that kind of translates as river mouth of the river. Such originality in the name. However, in Welsh, it definitely sounds fantastic. More importantly, it was the home at one point of Dick Penderin, another shameless plug of Penderin whiskey here, in the vague hope of some form of sponsorship. It really is delicious. The red one, the legend, as it's known, by far my favourite. It, yeah, all right, all right, get back to the podcast. Margam Castle is technically in Aberafon, and an amazing one to visit. However, at the moment, the castle's not open to visitors due to coronavirus. And we are planning on talking about this in some amazing place in a future episode and hopefully visiting. So I'll not mention it too much here. Other than you can do some research by watching a Most Haunted episode, and I think a Ghost Hunters one as well, if you want to know the stories beforehand. Now, it's possible that you can get to go for a walk in the castle grounds and encounter a spook or two, as there is apparently the spirit of Robert Scott, a gamekeeper that worked at the castle for many, many years. It's thought that Scott was murdered by a poacher and his spirit still rages around the grounds today. Also, there are apparently sightings of ghostly monks in the remains of the abbey on the site. Uh, These are venues that are possibly accessible even when the park is technically not open. So keep your eyes open locally uh, if this is the closest venue, as they may say, yes, you can come into the grounds, but not the castle. Next, we have got... Aber Bargoid, and that's Kefili, so that's A-B-E-R-B-A-R-G-O-E-D. It's a nice bit of exercise for you to walk from here to Markham Common. Uh, this area, which lies at the top of Aber Bargoid, off Common Road, is reportedly haunted by a figure that glides along and then vanishes without trace. Now we have no idea, after copious amounts of research, and by research I mean sitting in front of my PC screen with a glass of a Penderin whiskey, which is... Give up. No one's going to send you a bottle. Just give up, Ross. 
<laughs> so, after much research, we have found that we have no idea who this figure is, but it could be related to a building that once stood on this site, that being the old isolation hospital. Now, you couldn't get a better spook spotting experience right now than that of an isolation hospital spirit. Aberbiga in Gwent. Gwent is an odd place. It's sort of, it's changed its borders. Parts of Gwent became Monmouthshire and so on. And so at the moment, I think it's Gwent. Um, and this is specifically the A4046 to Ebervale. Right, I better spell that. E-B-B-W, Vale. Right. <laughs> Now, we have... This is going to be impossible for any Americans trying to understand what's be Do any research online here. Now, we have a name for this one, which is great. But for anyone using a Ouija board, here comes the spoiler. Please stop listening for 10 seconds. Or, so if, if you want to try and get his name via some more mystical, spiritualist-type way, just stop now and come back in a bit. Now they've gone. Well, good luck to them, as... They don't stand a chance. The name is Hosea Pope. That's H-O-S-E-A-P-O-P-E. And now they're back in the room. They've joined us once more. Uh, as we say, well, that'll be an easy one for you. But this uh, this is the spirit of someone who was apparently murdered. For those Ouija board enthusiasts, could you give us another 10 seconds, please? Thank you. So, Hosea was trying to arrest a man called James Wise along this stretch of road. And his ghost has been seen ever since. Now, if you get pulled over for speeding or some other offence, just scream in the policeman's face and say, I don't believe in ghosts, and drive off at 200 miles an hour. I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, uh, obviously, do not mention me in your defence. Now, if you're out for a longer walk, then you're lucky, as there are reports of a ghost haunting a bridge. Luckily, there's only a few bridges to choose from, as I'm not sure which one it is. But a ghost has been seen on the riverside by the bridge of a man wearing a cape and a tall hat. One or two tales refer to it being a harbinger of doom. However, that is all the info I've got on that one. If anyone knows who it is, then please get in touch. Now we're going to stay in my favourite country as we head off to another Welsh town. And more importantly, one that will confuse any non-Welsh speakers. So, here it is. It's Abadaran in Gwyneth. Now, Gwyneth, well, Abadaran, let's spell that one first. A-B-E-R-D-A-R-O-N. Now, Gwyneth is spelled G-W-N-Y-D-D. In Welsh, the double D can give you a TH sound, so it's Gwynedd or Gwyneth. Apparently, if you're double D, you have a lisp. Uh, I have no idea how that works, but there we go. This is an old holy site. I think now goes under the name St. Mary's Well. Um, has had other names in various mythical uh, mythical tomes that you can get, and I don't mean Amazing Spooks and Mysteries by Peter Eldin. All hail the Peter Eldin. As beautiful as it is a hard place to get to, uh, but a fantastic walk all the same. This manifestation has been heard with no visible entities that I've managed to research, but reports of this are right up until this year, and it's the sound of screaming. There are stories of a possible association with a young woman who died called Joan Abbott Parry, the 16-year-old daughter of a Manchester judge who drowned here in 1904, and her grave can be found in the nearby churchyard. And also another audible spook, that being the sound of chanting at dusk coming from the nearby Bardsey Island. Yes, I know I should have put that in the B section, but I do not believe anyone listening to this podcast is going to venture onto the island. And this may be the closest of any our listeners get. And by nearby, I do not mean why not pop on your bikini and go for a paddle. It's quite a distance away. So reports of chanting over that distance seem far-fetched, or the spooks are using a massive PA system. 
We leave the beautiful surroundings of the nation that is the land of song and amazing Welsh whisky to head to the land of Scotch whisky. Yet again, a big fan and willing to accept any sponsorship from a Scotch manufacturer if Penderin won't come forwards. Uh, but don't worry, Ireland, we'll get to your whisky as well soon. I mean, in a future episode. I mean, we'll get to your ghosts soon in a future episode. So, Aberdeen, which unsurprisingly is in Aberdeenshire. Now, in Aberdeenshire, we have a lot of haunted pubs and castles, but none of them are any use to us on a lockdown such as this. So where can we go? Well, I found one that I desperately want to get someone to go to and see if I can get a photograph of this, because in a churchyard in the area Maastricht, that's M-A-S-T-R-I-C-K, we apparently have a cryptid. And for those of you who can't remember our cryptid stories from previous episodes... It means a creature that is yet to be explained by science or logic. Creatures such as the Loch Ness Monster. While this one's even weirder than that one, they are called Earth Hounds. They are said to be the size of a rat, but with a dog-like head and the feet of a mole. They live in churchyards uh, in order to eat the recently buried. A dead Earth Hound was reportedly ploughed up in the Maastricht churchyard in 1915. However... No photo exists. Unfortunately, no one took out their phone and shot a video of it back in 1915. So get out there and try and find me one, please, my Scottish brethren. Right, well, that was too cold, so let's get back to the sunny, tropical climate of Wales as we head to Aberdiffy, or Dyfi, or Aberdovi in Gwyneth. Now, I'm saying those different names because a lot of Welsh towns are spelt in Welsh and in English. And there's an Aberdiffy and an Aberdovi. So I've seen this one. It's pretty weird. It's three miles northeast of Aberdiffy. Um, Aberdovi. Uh, Abu Dhabi. I don't know. Set in stone are the hoofprints of King Arthur's horse. I mean, obviously, it's not true. It's not really his hoofprints, but that's the legend. And it does look a little weird. They are there. You can find them, uh, whatever they are. And also, we have another sound from the sea. As it's been said, you can hear church bells coming from the sea. There's a big legend here about a town disappearing under the sea where a town was lost due to coastal erosion, rising sea levels, etc. And you might have to hang on a few months for this one as it's heard apparently only in the summer. However, due to the UK's woeful handling of this crisis, that means you may get a few summers of lockdown before we finally get this sorted. Now, I love these church bells from the sea stories as they can be found all over the UK. And I'm assuming we will get a lot more of these in the future due to more rising sea levels. Now... Staying in Wales, one of my favourite haunts is Abergavenny. I've done a few TV shows from this area and did a very interesting article for Paranormal Magazine about paranormal tourist destinations. However, virtually all of these places are not places that you can now go to due to Lurgy lockdown. So where can we find an outdoor spook? So Abergavenny, currently I think is in Monmouthshire. We have two very famous ones, almost over the road from each other, and sadly neither one open right now. However, we have Hlanvi Hangul. I'm saying it in that bizarre, exaggerated way, so you stand a chance of looking it up on <laughs> on Google. Double L A N V I H A N G E L Court C O U R T, where a strange, pallid-looking woman is said to leave the main house and walk into the nearby wooded area. We don't know who the woman is, but it might be associated with another ghost from the inside of the building and a dark stain on the staircase of the building. We are also within a stone's throw of another very famous haunting, that of the Skirid Inn, 
a lovely haunted pub that at some point will open its doors again to ghost hunting groups or paying a small fortune to various fraudulent psychics and money-making ghost hunting groups. If you want to find out about this one, go onto YouTube, watch Most Haunted. There's an episode there. There's there's so many groups that have been there, uh, have all got their uh, little videos out that you can watch. But however, the nearby graveyard is possibly haunted by a young girl, which I think Most Haunted also mention. So go onto YouTube, start watching those. Oh, this is a difficult one. I've never, I can never get the pronunciation of this one right. It is Abaharf Esp. Esp. Abaharf Esp. That's it. I think I'm putting it this one in just because I can't get the pronunciation of this right and I want to see if anyone complains. So here we go again. It is outside of Avarharfsep Hall. A phantom woman in white is supposedly seen making her way from the nearby church to a door on the east side of the hall. <sighs> Got there. <laughs> now, slightly easier one. Abahawi, Powys. I'm going to have to spell this, aren't I? Powys is spelled P-O-W-Y-S. Now, a weather-related spook. Often it is said that the easiest way for a spook to manifest is if the conditions are as close as possible to the incident that took the person's life. So a thunderstorm where someone was electrocuted might possibly recreate the scene. Hang on, though. To be fair, if you're hanging around in a field waiting for a thunderstorm to hit a specific point, you might be in for a long wait, even in Wales. Now, we apparently need a foggy night. So in Wales, not bad chances of that one happening. There was a man called David Bowen, and in his afterlife he was he's taken it upon himself to help people when it's foggy, as he guides people along the road, that being the road from the village to Cardigan Bay. He apparently lost his own son in an automobile accident on this road, and now on foggy nights he wants to make sure it never happens to anyone else. What a lovely ghost that is. Now, Abasoch, not spelt Sock, S-O-C-K, it's S-O-C-H, that's in Gwyneth, or Gwyned. Now, as I mentioned, I do love good cryptid stories, and this is one of the best, purely because it's its name, and I this is going to be totally way off, but it's the Genapragwirion, G-E-N-A-P-R-U-G-W-I-R-I-O-N. That's insane, right? And this is apparently a lizard that's about 30 centimetres long, or for those using inches, you are wrong, and welcome to the modern world. So, <laughs> this lizard has an orange head and large eyes. It lives in burrows in the area. It sounds to me like some form of iguana-y type thing and possibly was an escaped one from a private collection. It's not uncommon in the UK to have little breeding populations of bizarre animals. Uh, we have populations of wallabies roaming around on the moors and there are literally hundreds of big cats all over the country. Abatridor. <clears throat> Good luck at spelling this one, unless you're Welsh. So it's A-B-E-R-T-R-I-D-W-R in Powys. There's an area near the Old Mill footbridge where a glowing ghost has been seen. It's apparently a young female and has also been seen in nearby fields, and in, including on a football pitch floating towards the bridge. And I mean the ghost's floating towards the bridge, not the football pitch is not floating towards the bridge. And now, as we come to the end of the Abbers... And the end of this episode. Don't worry, we will carry on where we left off next time, but I promise no more ABBA, so we save the best until last. You lucky people living in a gorgeous part of the world such as Aberystwyth, we have a multitude of spectres for you. Oh, hang on, Aberystwyth, we better spell that, hadn't we? A-B-E-R-Y-S-T-W-Y-T-H. We start on the cliffs near the town, 
with another strange cryptozoology creature. Yes, at last we have a tale of a mermaid. Most mermaid stories are from warm places with warm seas, so a mermaid swimming around the Welsh coastline is pretty hardy, as far as I can tell. And this story goes back to the year 1826, when 12 people watched a beautiful pale woman, so quite possibly just a Welsh woman, and they're not known for their tans. She was washing herself in the sea, and what appeared to be a large black tail was splashing around behind her. So a possible mermaid story, or just 12 people watching a well-armed Welsh woman strangling a dolphin. There are more cryptids around this area, and in the 90s there are at least 50 sheep killed over the space of about a year. Many Welsh police forces will tell you they're well aware of big cats roaming around the hills and valleys, and some forces are actually trained to deal with them. Several times police marksmen are called in, or the army sometimes, uh, to deal with the problem. However, one bizarre cryptid is the headless dog. It was apparently the pet of a young giant who ran so fast... I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> he ran so fast that he decapitated his own dog by pulling too quickly on its lead. Now, if you're searching for strips... <laughs> It's ridiculous. If you're searching for strange creatures and spooks, then head to the crossroads en route to Juan Four. There's no point even trying to pronounce that. Right. W-A-U-N-F-A-W-R. As ever. Since 1901, a phantom has been haunting these lanes. And that's all I've got on that one. No, no names, no identities. If you've got anything further, please get in touch. And please tell me how badly I pronounced it. There are many other stories in places we cannot send to you send you to. I mean, don't worry, Wales. I know I've missed out so many. And as I said, Margham Castle, Margham Park, if you get to go there, it's an amazing place. And hopefully when they open it all up, you'll all go there and wander around. It's a fantastic, fantastic little castle. Uh, but we cannot send you to these places due to this hideous virus. If you can get to the grounds of Nantios House as well in Aberystwyth, you might possibly see the ghost of a phantom horseman. I assume that he means he is on the horse, not just a man who once rode a horse. But you might not want to see the spectral women who float around, as at least one of them is said to appear before a death. And I also assume here that means a death related to the viewer of the spook, as I'm pretty sure... At some point, somewhere, someone will die just after this ghost appears. And on that pedantic note, yes, yes, I can hear the band starting to strum away on their ukuleles, announcing the death of ABBA. And the end of this episode, and not sure if it's another Alphabet episode next, or if it's an old one from a previous series with Tom and Danny, who knows, um, as I may have to rewrite everything I've done as the country gets into an even worse form of lockdown where we have to ghost hunt using binoculars. Uh, let's face it, by next week we can all be dead with the Black Death. Uh, so what a lovely surprise for us all to look forward to until next time. Stay safe, stay sane, and keep spook spotting. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.